Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Great things and welcome on board the WKOK live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is going to be with us the whole week minus Friday, out which time John Shipman comes in, substituting for Ben Reikley on Friday. Uh, so we got the white male Republican seat occupied all week long. I'm Mark Lawrence, a token Democrat on the show. Callers, token left wing flake, actually. Well, whatever. <laughs> I am what I, I am. What I am. Yeah, I am what I am. Popeye the sailor man. He made that famous. He did. When did Popeye first appear? You were alive then. Oh, no, I 50s? wasn't. He was no much earlier. Oh, really? Than that. Okay. Back in the thirties. I mean, the oh. early Popeye cartoons. What year were you born? That's funny because they, somebody posted a thing on Facebook about um, a family feud, and the question was, what did Popeye famously eat? And the woman said, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Didn't know that Popeye ate his spinach. <laughs> That's bad. Well, I guess if you didn't grow up with those cartoons, you wouldn't know. Boy, I sure did. I never liked Popeye. Really? No, I was a fan of the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes. Okay. Well, Road, that makes Road Runner. <laughs> there, there's <laughs> perfect sense, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like Popeye and Batman and stuff like that. Batman and so Popeye So you were born in really. the 40s? Yes, 1943. Okay. I guess that makes me a septuagenarian. It does. As again. one of our emailers <laughs> complains. Right. Oh, they're complaining. Okay, well, that's not good. No. You read that email? What is that? Uh, it says, uh, Susquehanna Valley females are not being granted equal time on WKOK. Okay, well, that's a good topic. We have invited women on this show. We've had women guests. Women co-hosts are very hard to come by. And obviously he doesn't listen to our callers because we have several female callers who are... Anyway, he goes on to say, your hosts are males, your callers are for the most part males. Too many Dans, Lances, Sams, Bens, etc. Your listening audience must be 75 to 90% males. Time for the ownership to initiate these immediate changes. One, retire the septuagenarian Joe and hire as his replacement a Ms. or a Mrs. as Mark's foil. Oh dear, I'm so used to having you around. (laughs) Two, initiate more topics relating to females, creating personal beauty, culinary pursuits, child-rearing, home improvements, etc. Change the show's title from On the Mark to Today with Female Name and Mark. Signed, a befuddled male. Mm. So today, in honor of this email, Mark and I are going to discuss culinary pursuits. Well, what's the other side <laughs> of the issue, though? If you, uh, Let's suppose we do, which is perfectly good. We could ask uh, Davis, Chelsea Davis, to come in, the former well, we have, Chelsea Pagano. We have several. Uh, we have lots of female emailers, and we we know their names, and we know their email addresses because we see them, but we don't read them on the air right. because they didn't sign their names. Right. And we have female callers, and we have male callers. Mostly male, though. I mean, well, we can't control right. that. How do we control that? Well, and women are hard to attract. We are attract. not going to accept any calls from men today, folks. It's a, it's a rare bird that a, a woman can serve as a co-host on this show, because you have to be available Well, he so obviously hasn't heard 
heard Peggy Roop do it a number of times. Peggy Chamberlain Roop has been on with right. me. Right. Well, we can get a number of women volunteers, but to do it on a regular basis, it's tough to get a conservative woman to come forward who has time. You know, the, most of the women around here are busy, and most of the conservatives around here, of course, they're generating all the income lately uh, in in this region, so they get to, uh, they're busy. So Well, not only that, but, he's but not, this that is isn't his point. He's, his point is that we need to deal with more female-themed topics. Well, that like, won't work. as if women are not interested in current events. They're only interested in culinary pursuits, child-rearing, home improvements, etc. And beauty. And beauty. I like the beauty one. <laughs> and beauty. And, yeah, I forgot. Well, Creating personal but beauty. But see, think of your wife. Does she have a passing interest in culinary pursuits? None at all. Okay. If my wife could get by without cooking, she'd be more than happy. <laughs> okay. How about personal beauty? Does she watch the QVC beauty shows no. a lot? Okay. Does your My w- wife watches Talking Heads on the networks, and she watches CNN. news. Yeah, well, that's what my wife watches Not all CNN. The time. She wa- my wife's probably more conservative than I am. Fox. She watches Fox. Okay. Well, my lovely bride's glued to <laughs> CNN a lot of the time. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, child rearing. Well, we're past that phase. Uh, change. Well, the, the listener's point is that the show skews heavy mail. There's no argument about that. Uh, we have tried, and we'll make more effort. We have tried to make sure that women are brought in as, as guests ASAP. When you're taking this far too seriously. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. We have, I mean, we have women callers. We have women emailers, and I think that I find it demeaning to women to insist that they're all they're interested in is creating personal beauty, culinary pursuits, child rearing, and home improvements. Okay. Well, I yeah, I don't think he's saying that's all they're interested. But well, in that's what event, he's saying we should be discussing. But the indisputable fact is the, the show skews male, and we are cognizant of that, and, and do take appropriate efforts. As for uh, creating personal beauty, culinary pursuits, child rearing, home improvements, those are perfect topics for the Sunrise Show. So I'll forward that to uh, yourself, uh, to to me, and <laughs> we'll we'll schedule guests that relate to that on Sunrise. Uh, the you have the uh, ladies from Wise the. Uh, culinary experts from Wise on quite a bit. Right. Well, so we do have that represented. Uh, child rearing, not so much. Not that relates to that. But uh, How about creating personal beauty? Have we done a show on that recently? And whose beauty are we creating? Well, the Wise podcasts are pretty <laughs> comprehensive. Uh, They do really talk about mindfulness and uh, more self-esteem than creating personal beauty. I'd have to know what creating personal beauty is. Maybe we should invite, to to be fair, we should invite Linda Culver on the show and only discuss culinary pursuits, creating personal beauty, child-rearing, and home improvements. Oh, wait a second. She's a state representative who is terribly interested in current affairs and events. One of our good (laughs) listeners, Sarah Lover, sends us a frown via text, okay? So (laughs) we see that. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate that. Who is she frowning at? Um, you, I would ass- me, or assume us? me, but maybe the <laughs> maybe the emailer. But in any event, I'll, I will we'll, we'll take all this seriously. We, but uh, uh, we we just try to do a great show. And in terms of the callers, it is what it is. Whoever's available and feels compelled to dial goes on the radio. Uh, it does happen to be more men, but we got a lot of retired men around here who are interested in current events and paying attention well, to things We have a lot of women who are interested in that, too. Right? They we don't do always call in. We do hear from women quite frequently on the show. Mm-hmm. Right. So, One of our most uh, faithful and, and really reasonable and intelligent callers is a woman oh. who is always oh, up on gosh. community events and right. what's going Very on Very knowledgeable. Right. All right, so we got that. But thank you for the email. Very much appreciated. On the Mark is sponsored by the well, Sunday. It's all right for you to say they don't want to get rid of you. They want to get rid of me. <laughs> well, <laughs> guess what? You ain't going anywhere for the uh, – you'll probably be here a couple more years. Are you thinking something like that? Well, when am I going to die? 
Oh, <laughs> they okay, just carry well, me out. You're pretty I don't fit. know. I'm happy to be here, but if you know the world changes and they don't want me here, I'm happy to go back to what I was doing before. I wouldn't think that's going to happen anytime <laughs> soon. But uh, well, in any event, on the mark is sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's going to be here to write one and saying, let's get rid of Mark and bring on a dog for Joe to argue with. <laughs> we'll talk about sure, pets. <laughs> I'm not sure you're too far off with what you got. <laughs> on the Mark sponsor of the summer. you're not shedding today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm using a new shampoo. That really helped. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check him out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You're welcome to email us at on the Mark at WKO com or text us at seven zero two three six. So please uh, send us a note if you would like to talk to us today. Uh, we had the impeachment. Uh, the Republicans uh, did their important talks yesterday or Saturday. It would be uh, saying how they're going to lay out their case. I didn't see anything that's going to show that the Democrats' case was untrue. But what they did say is that for everything the Democrats said, there's another side of the story which this is going to be one of those rare cases in opening arguments where both sides are right. You know, the Democrats obviously outlined a case that where there was a quid pro quo in terms of this aid and getting uh, the president of Ukraine into the White House and getting that money released in exchange for the Biden. That much was obvious. But there wasn't anything the Republicans said that would undo what the Democrats did. They just said, well, guess what? We're going to present the rest of the story, which puts all, you know, which they say will put all of this in perspective. Well, except that, you know, the Democrats are under no obligation to present the Republicans' case. You know, in a trial, both sides pick the facts that enhance what they believe to be the truth and not what the other side believes to be the truth. The difference is if they withheld exculpatory evidence, you know, from the from the defense. If they had absolute proof the president was innocent mm-hmm. and they withheld it. But they're under no obligation to present the Republicans' case or to present facts flattering to the president. You know, even though the Republicans could stand there and say, they didn't tell you this, they didn't tell you that. You know, in all honesty, trying to present both sides of the case uh, is what this adversarial system is about. One side presents Mm -hmm. the prosecution, the other side does the defense. But what I find amazing is now uh, this leak of Bolton's supposed book, uh, (laughs) which he sent to the government, to the people in the uh, intelligence agencies who specialize in making sure that nothing in a published book by a former national security person is compromising or violates national security. Mm -hmm. And yet it leaked. He didn't send it to anybody else. He sent it to there, which I think goes to prove that there are still elements inside the government that are out to get the president. What's the precise verbiage of the leak? You have a clipping Just, in front of you. I do, but the precise verbiage isn't hasn't been released. Just the oh, fact okay. that supposedly Bolton says in the book that the president tied uh, withholding aid to the Ukraine for a start of investigation into the Bidens or into the Democrats. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a factor in the impeachment, because the impeachment's already outlined that there's numerous individuals that can say the president was fully in on the quid pro quo, that much we have. So the question is, uh, is it going to be believed? Or, more importantly, as I've asked many times, is it? does it matter? Is it impeachable? You know, we know the president was doing the quid pro quo. We can certainly stipulate that at this stage. But is it impeachable? Does it rise to, you know, the level of uh, bribery or something like that? So... Um, I just think that there is a uh, uh, this is a, a 
it's almost like an impasse in Washington now. Well, you know, this is just going on and on, and I think purposely some of this stuff is being drug out. The Democrats either had it or knew about it, and they're just trying to deal the president the death of a thousand cuts. Mm -hmm. And I still think, boiling this all down to the, the final bottom line, it's not impeachable. I agree with you. Right. It's not going to be... It's ill-advised. It was maybe stupid. It was maybe... Um, what other adjectives could we dig up here for not having the common sense that God gave a mule? The president should have just backed off of that stuff, just as he should keep his mouth shut with some of these tweets. But it's not impeachable, in my opinion, anymore. And I don't believe that Bill Clinton should have been... It's impeachable, maybe, but not convictable, just like Bill Clinton. I don't believe Bill Clinton should have been convicted. I don't believe President Trump should have been well, convicted. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to get buried like one grain of sand on the beach by the time the election rolls around. You know, it won't be introduced as any evidence in the, in the trial, and it's not going to be remembered this fall. All right, we got one call coming in and another one ready. we got an email from a woman who says, I am woman. And you're bringing a smile to my face today about the beauty. It would be comical if you could write something up. <laughs> well, uh, obviously, sure the two of say. us would not be talking about beauty hints for people. I, I would you might, that. because you're strikingly handsome. Oh, it's not February yet. Never mind. Well, you're ahead of schedule, but thank you. And that does not count for February, incidentally. Oh, doesn't it? All right. No, my lovely bride knows quite a bit about beauty. We'll bring her in and uh, see if she can help us out on sunrise. Uh, Stan, thanks for calling in. You are on the mark. How you doing this morning? Perfect. Uh, I got a question. I'm no lawyer. I don't even pretend to play one on TV. But <laughs> uh, when, a, when a prosecution goes to court, don't they have to have all their facts and witnesses in order? You know, and, you know, Senate's different. They don't have to allow witnesses. But the Democrats had all these hearings and got all these so-called facts from all these witnesses they had. So they have supposedly enough to convict anybody. So why do they think they need more witnesses and paperwork? Yeah, did you hear Senator um, um, Casey's remarks over the weekend that the case is compelling and overwhelming? But we need to hear more. If it's, <laughs> if it's compelling and overwhelming, why do we need to hear more? Just present it, and certainly we'll all convict the president. That's right. If it, you know, if, if they if they weren't ready to go, then why'd they go? I mean, that, that's the way I'm looking at it. They were not ready, supposedly, because they need more. Then this, this, is a whole, this whole thing's a farce. All it is is nothing to, to, to tarnish the president. Well, Nancy Pelosi, said, Nancy Pelosi said it was of absolute extreme importance that we do with this now because <laughs> of the threat to our national security. Right, 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 right. And then and she then sat she on the results. She held up on it for 30-some days because, you know, she was too busy having her Christmas parties out there in her uh, dirty San Francisco, I guess. Maybe she didn't go to San Francisco for her Christmas parties. I don't know. Well, you know, I, mean, I, th I agree with you. I think there's certainly a disconnect between what she said and what she did. And if it's yeah. so so serious that the republic is about to go under because of it, then why sit on it for 30 days? And why not take the time to call the witnesses and do all the, the pre-work, like you say, that should have been done before they actually voted on impeachment. Well, I would suspect that they want more witnesses because more has come out. You know, this thing about Bolton's book and that leak. So that's new. They probably didn't know about it before. So they want that to come out. And I'm sure there's been some other elements. That but they, they wrote it in out. a book. Suppose I wrote a book that said the president was completely innocent mm -hmm. and I leaked it to the New York Times. 
you think CNN would believe it? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. And I think they probably knew Bolton was writing a book before this all got going. Because I think I've heard rumors of that effect, hmm. that he was writing a book. So, you know, that, that's, that's a nonsensical arm, argument, too. Well, and he know, has more, a... more, more, more uh, information? Well, if they have more information, then we'll, then they better get their hearings going, and maybe they'll file another article of impeachment, because when they, you know, acquit, that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to go back, and they're going to file, you know, have more hearings because they got more information. And, yep. and there's nothing that I know of that says that the, the accused has to cooperate with the, with the prosecution in his, you know, in his prosecution. <laughs> Yeah, we'd like to you help know, you send me to jail. <laughs> you yeah, don't hear yeah, yeah. what you I'll, don't hear yeah, in a courtroom. Yeah, here's all the evidence you need. Now convict me. No, I don't think so. If they wanted the information, that's what the courts are for. I, I keep hearing separation of powers. The Congress has their job, which is what they were trying to do. The president has his job. And he could tell the Congress to go stuff it, which he did. And if you don't like that, take me to court, well, which think... is the other branch. And the, and the other branch makes a decision. I think what, of powers. I think where it could help is especially if they could call Bolton to testify, you know, and he would talk about you know whatever he knows about this, you know, clearly the quid pro quo is, is even more obvious. The pro senators, pro? right? You understand what I'm talking about, even though you don't agree with it. So anyway, <laughs> so the president would have another, you know, sort of strike against him this fall. It certainly wouldn't be enough to convince the Senate to acquit, but at least when you they were convict, campaigning this... Convict. Or, or, yeah, thank oh, you. So, so right. that's what this is about. So it would this just be more... This is about the election. This is election interfering by the Democrats. <laughs> everything... Well, that's all it is. Well, if that's true, then everything every politician ever says is election interference when they're Bingo! campaigning, talking. So. <laughs> you won. Bingo. That's it. You know, one politician is going to say something about the other politician. Well, there's another you know? aspect of this, too. And how many people were in the room when supposedly the president said this to Bolton? Apparently, it was just the two of them. So I could say the oh. president told me he actually did shoot somebody in Times Square in New York. And, right, and he got away with and it. And he got away with it, you know, and I could write that in a book, but that doesn't make it true. All right. Thank you so much, Stan. And I think there's far too much willingness on the left to accept every single thing without any questioning that comes out against the president. Thank you, Stan. Fabulous. Maybe maybe we're too willing to accept the good stuff, but they're too willing to accept the bad. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Got a caller waiting. Got to hit the break button. Uh, We will be right back. 1-800-795-9565. If you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai from Sunbury Motors Hyundai. And wow, did you want to have a fun day in 2019? Sunbury Motors increased their year-over-year new Hyundai sales by a whopping 70%. Customers near and far are noticing the savings at Sunbury Motors Hyundai. 2020 Hyundai Tucson's have a discount of over $4,000. New Tucson start at $22,863 with $25 in stock. Sunbury Motors has 12 2020 Hyundai Konas in stock starting at $22,585. Save up to $28,35 on your next new Kona. 70% increase in sales is huge, and so are the savings at Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Choose from 20 Hyundai Santa Fe's with savings up to 4571. All new Hyundais come with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hurry to Sunbury Motors Hyundai to see how they increase sales by 70%. Sunbury. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. All right. 
Axios.com, a left-leaning website, uh, says this really matters about Mr. Bolton's revelation. The revelations present a dramatic 11th-hour turn in President oh, Trump's impeachment trial. Wow. <laughs> and has Ambassador Bolton confirmed that he said this in his book? I don't know. When I found out, I did. I fell off to sleep in my recliner, so it wasn't quite as dramatic at my house, but maybe at other people's houses. Yeah, well, you know what they say the definition of a Ph.D. is, piled higher and deeper. That's what we have here. (laughs) Dr. Bolton has spoken. All right, Al, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for waiting. No problem. I agree with you for once, Joe, about the Biden investigation. What? Yeah, uh, it was and is the president's job when giving aid to Ukraine or any other country, that if he thinks there is corruption, he has the obligation to go ahead and start investigating that, no matter what year, who it is, and why why, uh, why it happened. It doesn't matter. If he thinks he's the only guy that can think of something like that and say, go ahead, and I want an investigation before we release this money, because I think there's corruption. Hmm. Well, his phone call, he didn't mention the word corruption one time, but he mentioned Biden three times. <laughs> so he didn't I don't think Biden at all. The corruption. He, he did in the, in the July phone call. This kind of money and I get all the evidence that he had pointing to making him think that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so you agree with Joe. I would think you would agree with Joe all, uh, frequently on this show. Oh, I do. Okay. Or did you I mean do, to say you, Mark? You, you must have said something by accident or something. Oh, you right. accidentally you, meant, you said me, but you meant Mark. Right. That you actually agreed with Mark. Oh, yeah, for, I meant Mark. I <laughs> right. meant Mark. I'm sorry. You know, well, I've always Mark maintained, even before I heard all the evidence, that I didn't think it was a uh, impeachable offense, and it, and it certainly doesn't rise up to a criminal offense. It's certainly poor judgment, and on. But from this president, I expect absolutely nothing less. But it you know, it doesn't rise to like an official bribery charge. Uh, imp- so that means because he's wielding his power globally, which I would I would think that we would encourage our presidents to do, um, we're going to throw him out of office. And, of course, that would make him in, ineligible for any election at no, not all. Not necessarily. There are two aspects to that. They oh, can vote to remove Please. him, but they can also vote after the fact to prevent him from ever running again. It's for two anything. separate Even actions. a school board or anything? Well, I, or I don't know president. about anything, but certainly not president again. Okay. But in any event, okay. They're going to try and destroy him for doing his job. That was his job, to well, do what he did. It, it's playing dirty. So he got caught playing dirty. You certainly. Know. When he's not playing dirty, he's playing tough. That's his job. Uh, right. That's one way to put to it. To go okay. after corruption. Oh, that's fine. All right. I so mean, we'll, he, we'll agree to disagree on that. his job. But it just seems extreme to throw him out of office just for that. Particularly all the awful things that he's done and the decisions that uh, many people well, disagree with. Well, they should give with. him a medal for all these awful things like investigating right. the Ukraine and everything. Right. Keeping kids in cages. And trying and to keep our country safe from illegal immigration. President Obama, should, he kept the kids in right. He should have stopped that as soon down. as he found out. <laughs> right. All right. Thank you so much, Al. Anything else on this topic, since you and I are in agreement on this? <laughs> well, I think you, if you had listened to the conversation, you would find that you're not totally in agreement on anything else. No, I think Al and I <laughs> understand that. I see him in the summer, and he reminds me. <laughs> in case I've forgotten. 
Well, I still give you coffee, though. That's for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, and I still donate and to the any church. any kind of donate you ever wanted. Right, and I still <laughs> donate to the church and happy to do so. All right, thank yeah. you so much. Al is uh, very active with the uh, St. Pius Coffee. No, St. Monica. Or St. Monica, thank you. Um, sales at the River Festival. Look, this thing here with the president and Bolton now, the Democrats are saying this morning the uh, John Berman on CNN was practically foaming at the mouth, saying, if this doesn't change everything, why doesn't it? Well, you know, the fact that this hasn't been confirmed, if Ambassador Bolton come out and said, yes, I did write that in my book and it actually happened, then there might be a case you know, for saying, all right, let's take a listen to what the guy has to say. But if it winds up being he said, he said, what more does that add to the debate? Well, and all of this stuff, plus that videotape, the Parnas videotape that came out late last week, I really think it all just (laughs) solidifies in rigid concrete what the Democrats have intimated anyway, that the president was doing a quid pro quo that was part of what Al calls his toughness, and I just call, you know, I call it poor judgment, but nonetheless, uh, but to throw, it just, Lawrence is worthless, and the reason that phrase exists is because, uh, you know, it's it's my worthless view. (laughs) I just don't think you can take a president and throw him out of office for that. Well, one of our texters says, Mark, Trump was playing dirty? Are you kidding? The Democrats are so dirty, a cesspool looks sanitary. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, yeah, I think it's a Washington problem more than it's, it's the vortex. Uh, but good point, Stan. Thank you. Another emailer or texter says, it would take too long to go no, to court. It starts in the no, middle. No, it starts there. It start, it, oh, okay, I'm, sorry, I'm reading right. in the middle. You're right. You're right. You're right now, would ahead. you just calm down over there? <laughs> it would take too long to go to court with this administration, so we need to believe we have enough evidence, no matter how much we can prove the Republicans lie. We just can't change stupid. Okay. And then finally. And finally, good morning. I enjoy Peggy. What does Joe think about Bolton's news? Plane goes down in Afghanistan short time ago. Pray it's not an American plane. And we have a call coming in, which we'll have to take after the news. All right. We thank everybody for participating in the first half of our program. Uh, All of our emailers and texters and uh, callers. So we are going to enjoy open phones during the 9 a.m. hour as well. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury WKOK News Time, 9 o'clock. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We are enjoying a vibrant discussion about the impact of the Robert Bolton uh, test. Robert Bolton, yes. Ambassador Bolton. Right, thank you. Uh, His uh, book that uh, says the quid pro quo was even more official than maybe anybody really had uh, talked about, but uh, and the impeachment trial and its impact on the impeachment trial. Of course, if they don't have witnesses in the Senate, none of that's going to matter. So, of course, those, uh, what, three or four pivotal senators are sort of at the middle of that discussion as to whether they'll vote to allow witnesses. Personally, I hope they don't. Let's move on to the acquittal. We could have all the new evidence you want. Uh, I don't think the senators are going to uh, convict the president. So uh, let's get this long national nightmare over. But I'll take your reaction to that and all of our previous conversations. Uh, call us now. Our toll-free line is open, one 800 795 
our telephone number. That's 1-800-795-9565. The impeachment's been perfect fodder for the talk show uh, because there are two sides to the issue, and that is the one requirement for the show. Maybe we didn't emphasize that much in our preamble earlier this hour, but, uh, yeah, the the, uh, caveat of the show is there has to be two sides to the topic. can't just be an event or or sound advice. The goal is to make sure that there's uh, two sides to it. Uh, We also have bona fide political candidates on this uh, show on a regular basis. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf. Find out tons more about them at sunburymotors.com. They invite you to do as I've done. Go to the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Get pumped up with nitrogen. Visit the truck bay. Is that your problem? You're (laughs) pumped up with nitrogen. (laughs) That's it. That's it. And I've I've also... I knew you were full of something. I didn't know it was nitrogen. I've also been in the big truck bay and the parts department and the body shop and the alignment shop and the inspection (laughs) shop. You need a line. Uh, I need it. I need inspected, too. So, yeah, despite all of those, here we are. And uh, they would just love to see you at the quick lane. You can find them on the web at sunburymotors.com. They have online specials. You can build a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln to your precise specifications. You can look at all the hundreds of uh, new and pre-owned vehicles on the lots. they got a 1,000 vehicles at any given time. And I'll tell you what, all the information you want to know about them uh, is uh, posted online. So they would just love to see you at the Sunbury Motor Company. Ford, Hyundai, Kia, Lincoln. Check it out, sunburymotors.com. Again, that toll-free line open, 1-800-795-9565. You can join the single individual that has sent us an email within the past five minutes at on the mark at WKOK.com, and you can text us at 70236. Some brief news headlines here. Pennsylvania tributes for Kobe Bryant are coming in on the Steve Jones show today. There'll be two sets of guests that, that relate to individuals who have coached or played with uh, the Kobe Bryant uh, over the years. Uh, those will be on the Steve Jones show. Of course, the Dan Patrick show will be talking about him. Also, in Lower Marion, where Kobe Bryant played from 1992 to 1996. Uh, he played for four years with the Aces. He was the high school player of the year while in high school. The school officially named its gymnasium after him. The Lower Marion School District issued a statement Sunday uh, saying that they are deeply saddened to learn of the sudden passing of their most illustrious alumni. They thanked him for his ongoing generosity and dedication to Lower Marion. Uh, one coach who coached Brian says the Aces nation has lost its heartbeat. Uh, the district superintendent says we'll concentrate on supporting those in our community, including Coach Downer and English teacher Gene Mastriano, whom Mr. Bryant credited for sparking his love of writing. So that in southeastern Pennsylvania. Calling witnesses in the ongoing Senate impeachment trial would be hopeless, so says Pennsylvania Republican Senator U.S. Uh, US Senator Pat Toomey. He says witnesses are unlikely to change most Republicans' minds about the upcoming acquittal. I don't think there are 20 Republican senators that are going to join with every single Democratic senator to remove this president from office. And that's the case whether or not a witness comes in and says, oh, yes, he definitely said this, or or, yes, they definitely did that. Senator Toomey says in the meantime, the Senate should take a wait-and-see approach before deciding on calling any witnesses. Former Harrisburg Mayor Stephen Reed, an illustrious character of his own, who served for almost three decades but was later sentenced to probation for accumulating Wild West facts he bought with public money uh, for a museum 
that was never built. He died. He was artifacts. Pardon? Artifacts. Oh, thank you. Uh, he was 70 years old. A statement from the family reported by PenLive.com said Reed died Saturday surrounded by his family, noting that he was diagnosed with prostate cancer in 2006 and fought it courageously. Reed served seven terms but lost the 2009 primary amid criticism over the millions of dollars he had spent on museum-related items. Stephen Reed, you remember him? Have you, did you meet him over the years? No, I never met Mayor Reed, but I admired what he did for the city of Harrisburg. I mean, they owe a lot to him. Restaurant Row would not have happened without him. Mm-hmm. The downtown, the remaking of the downtown into a commercial and uh, success, really, of unquestioned, um, just unquestioned success downtown. Mm-hmm. Yes, they've had some problems on Saturday nights with too many people, but that's the kind of problem you like to have. Oh, really? The okay. Civil War Museum is first class. I mean, it's world class, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The Wild West Museum was less of a good idea. I think toward the end he must have gotten carried away by his own successes. But I think for the most part, if you take away the last one or two years, he was an in- inspiring leader for the city of Harrisburg. Well, and the city has declined somewhat since then? Is that safe to say? Or well, no? I think when he had charge of the school district, it was doing better than it has been up until the, they took it over now. Um, the state. The state took it over. Okay. The state's doing a good job with it. They're certainly doing the things that need to be done. And it's, you know, it's sad what happened down there. Uh, one of my high school friends posted a series of pictures over the weekend on Facebook of our old high school, William Penn, that the school district just allowed to completely deteriorate and decay. I mean, there are empty there are books all over the place. The walls have been defaced. Um, you know, doors have been broken. Windows have been broken. Fires have been set inside the building. That was a tremendous asset for the community. It should have been preserved and protected, not allowed to deteriorate it's the way it is. It's not did. in use anymore? No, it okay. hasn't been for the past couple of years. Okay. But, I mean, you go into the library and you see books all over the floor. I mean, they never took the books out. There's a grand piano in the auditorium. It's just sad. Just deteriorating. Yep, okay. just sad. All right. Well, hopefully uh, whomever's in charge down there will continue to get that turnaround. But Mayor Reed fought valiantly to try to keep uh, Harrisburg uh, thriving at a time when many cities were uh, significantly deteriorating. On the whole, I'd give him a strong B+. Okay, super. And finally, for many Americans, how they feel about issues raised during President Donald Trump's impeachment has much to do with where they get their news. That's among the findings of a study out Friday by the Pew Research Center. The research Researchers also trace the growing animosity toward the news media among Republicans. Pew found that Republicans who get their news from sources that skew conservative are much less likely to believe that President Donald Trump withheld aid from the Ukraine to help his re-election chances than Republicans who have a more varied media diet. Well, the question is, which comes first, the, the trust in the president and then watching conservative media as a result and being disinterested in, in more liberal well, we have a caller Viewpoints. waiting, Chuck, right. from Williamsport or from Bolt. Yeah, from Williamsport. 1-800-795-9565 if you want to fill up the rest of the open lines. We have one email pending, but Chuck's on the line. Thank you so much for calling in, sir. Yeah, gentlemen, thanks for having me. Um, hey, I just wanted to throw out a comment about the, um, the leaked information. Uh, supposedly where John Bolton implicates President Trump strongly in the, in the quid pro quo. And there's something about that that make quite sense. Um, speaking to someone who has spent, I've spent my career in the national security establishment, and I'm very familiar with the security clearances and everything that comes along with those. 
So John Bolton certainly had the highest level of security clearance, which is a top secret with sensitive compartment and information, or TSSCI. And when you hold a security clearance of that level, you're required to sign a non-disclosure agreement, which not only prevents you from obviously discussing the uh, secret material, but even after you leave government service, you're not allowed to speak of, the, of secret information. And if you publish a book or give an interview or write a magazine article or any form of publication based on your experiences, you're required to clear your book or your proposed uh, discussion points, talking points, or your proposed speech with the federal government prior to publishing it. He did that, and that's where it was leaked from. From the government. From the government. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's not much talked about. Most people are focusing on the value of the information and, you know, whether or not I'll have... As you pointed out in the story this morning, it says a pre-publication review by the National Security Council, which functions at the White House National Security Forum, is standard for any former government officials who held security clearances and publicly write or speak publicly about their official work. The review typically would focus on ferreting out any classified or sensitive material in advance of publication and could take from days to months. Yeah, that's all correct. Well, then, uh, I thought it was from the New York Times, but uh, then, uh, and then perhaps it is accurate, but having said that, then we get back to the problem of leaks in the federal government. You can't do business with this amount of leaking. No, you can't. That's, that's absolutely the truth. I mean, and then the president's been subjected to that almost from day one. Well, well, that was my contribution, and you guys, uh, you know, basically oh. snuffed it. But uh, oh, that's sorry. <laughs> well, no, that's a. It was a valid question. I'm glad you pointed that out. I didn't know it either. I, I knew there was a leak. I just assumed Bolton gave but, it but to But the him, question, but the question, thank you, the, Chuck. Wait, Chuck. Before you go, the okay. question becomes whether or not a conversation they had about um, an investigation in the Ukraine would have been top secret. You know, the president was having, uh, the president himself released the transcript of the call, so I think he would lose any uh, any presumption there that it was a top-secret issue that should have been protected, don't you? No, I think the presumption goes the other way. Okay. Uh, unless it's explicitly been cleared, it, it, it is treated as if it is classified, if it's unknown. Um, I, I, I think that's the presumption. Smart guy, Chuck. Thank you so much for I being on the right I certainly think the side. president could Thank claim you, executive privilege on Bolton's conversations because he was advising him on national security issues. Mm, too late now. Cat's out of the bag. 1-800-795-9565. Joe, you want to read the email? Oh, yes. I see your name's the third word. Yes, it? it is. It says, come on, Joe. The dragging out of this process is due to the fact that the president and his cronies refuse to bring forth witnesses and provide documents which, if he's so innocent, should prove him so. This obstruction goes back to the proceedings started in the House. Why do you continue to insist that it's not important to know whether the president broke the law and is worthy of being impeached? Don't you want to know the truth? And don't you want a president who abides by the Constitution he swore to uphold? Your daily whining about the time and length of the impeachment process is taking is mind-boggling. Whatever the time factor, don't you want to know whether we have an honest or crooked guy in the White House? Uh, you know, in all honesty here, the, our friend, the whining <laughs> about the time has come from my co-host, not from me. <laughs> I wondered about that. I've argued I wondered that, if you were going to point that out. <laughs> well, it's the truth. I've argued that the Democrats should have taken 
taken more time and when they had the ball in their court to go to court and do the things they needed to do to produce the witnesses. So your 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 uh, blast at me should have been aimed at someone else. Well, I was the one that came on the show last Monday morning and said, let's just vote now. Get it over with. End this long national nightmare. We know precisely how it's going to end. So why don't we just skip the middle and, and go on to the acquittal? Oh, I like that. That's a and good And when phrase. you read the last page of the book, it's hard to go back and start at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, and I, I don't think Bolton's testimony is going to change anything. I think this is just going to, you know, the, peop- the Republicans hold grasp on President Trump at arm's length. I don't know who said that, but that's exactly what they do. You know, obviously, when he first got in office, they didn't like it, and they kept their distance. But the more things he did that they agreed with, the more that they now grasp him at arm's length and keep him away. But at the same time, you know, you have to follow and appreciate what he's doing. And he's probably going to get reelected, so therefore, you know, you're going to have to work with him and and try to accomplish, you know, more things in the years ahead. Well, I go back to, again, let's say that John Bolton did write this in his book. He hasn't confirmed that. That No news story I've seen mm. says he's confirmed it. Okay. I don't know whether he's upset about it being leaked the way it was to the New York Times and apparently out of government, the government office that was responsible for vetting him. I mean, it looks <laughs> like the national security people are out to get the president one way or the other. But let's face it. If someone, if Bolton was just Bolton and the president in the room, what does that prove? He said, he said. Mm-hmm. How do you know who's telling the truth? Well, Trump's a liar. Okay, so Trump's a liar, therefore we believe Bolton. Why doesn't President Trump take the tack that I said it? It is true. It was a quid pro quo, but it's not impeachable. That seems even more winnable than to a denial, which it's obvious now there's overwhelming evidence that he had the quid pro quo going. But did you but, hear but the Republican? So what? Did you hear the Republican, um, his attorneys on Saturday? Did right, you, there's more that? evidence we haven't seen. Yep, well, not only that, but the, the fact that... Uh, that he did uh, took an unprecedented step in releasing the transcript. Did Barack Obama ever release a transcript of a phone call he had with a foreign leader? Well, it's not a transcript. It's just the president's version. It's a, it's a favorable summary of the information that was in the call. It's not a transcript. I know you like to call it that, but let's well, call it what it really is. Has anybody come forward and said that he lied about what he released? Well, no. no, but I would assume no. as a defendant that he would not release elements that are harmful to his case. But that doesn't matter. Even, even President Zelensky said he didn't pressure me. He didn't mention a quid pro quo. You know, so if that's okay. the case... Well, so he's a liar, too. So, Everybody who says the president didn't do anything is lying. So all of the defendants in the case say they're innocent. Well, isn't that a shock? <laughs> That's funny. And all the Democrats say they're guilty. Isn't that a shock? Well, uh, <laughs> therein lies the vortex. I mean, again, this is an entirely political proceeding. And it's, yes. And yes. it's Keep a hat, going. hat job on both sides of the aisle in some respects. And let's uh, I'll repeat what I said last Monday morning. Let's hurry up and get it over with quick. I think the Democrats here are guilty of overreach. This Mm. is not an impeachable offense, in my opinion, and I don't believe, I agree with Senator Toomey, that they're not going to get 20 Republicans to join with all the Democrats to throw him out of office, not with the election nine months away. If the American people feel the president has violated his oath, they will deal with him appropriately by rejecting him for a second term. All right, we got one text. The Text Connect system is how we notify volunteers who sign up for our system uh, with a text message when there's breaking national or local news, dead celebrities, there's tornadic weather or closed roads. Uh, we did use a dead uh, a. Uh, 
I'm sorry, the tragic death of Kobe Bryant was reason for Boy, I'm backpedaling as fast as possible. You are. Keep going. Keep going. Trying to be appropriate here. Is it too late? Uh, A little bit. Okay. (laughs) Sign up for Text Connect. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Why don't you hit the texts and then we'll get to our good call. All right. One of our texters says, come on, email fighter, whoever you are. It's not Trump's job to prove he's innocent. It's the Democrats' job to prove him guilty. They failed miserably. <laughs> And then another text says, no, Mark, it's a transcript. You, uh, do you think Trump wrote it? No, it was written by persons that heard the call like a courthouse stenographer. Yeah, no, it's, it's not precisely that exact. There are excerpts of it that are that precise, but most of it's just a summary. But it is prepared by the administration, so it's not going to be objective. But that's fine. It, 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 you know, we'll, even if it were a, a verbatim trans, transcript, it does not talk about corruption, and it does talk about Joe Biden. Well, so, even Vindman was on the call. He didn't complain about that. What, that it's a one-sided release? Right. Well, okay, fine. Or that 1-800. it was substantially inaccurate. I'm just correcting you. I, I hate it when you're uh, incorrect, and I can easily... You hate it when I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's even more irritating. Uh, Mike, you're on the mark. Yeah, uh, Mark, you had made a comment about Trump putting kids in cages. Did I hear that earlier in the show? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you yes, did indeed. You, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about them cages. Where did them cages come from? Who built them cages? Barack Obama. Yeah, I think they were part of I think Joe's established that this is from the previous administration. Okay, well, then why would you? you know, my question is, you know, we, we've seen all these reports on TV of kids in cages, and we hear that phrase, kids in cages. Well, why would you put kids in cages? Uh, I think that it's, it's a holding situation for X number of hours or days. Yeah, you would you would put kids in cages, and then you would put male, you know, especially young girl kids. You put them in one cage, and then you would put males of a certain age in another cage. Okay. In other words, you want to separate these uh, people. Okay? Right, they're separating and, and families, right? Right, and and, and well, separate. Yeah, oh yeah, separating families, separating families. Well, you know. Trump wasn't the first one to do that. When you have an illegal immigration, a legal invasion into a country, you have to act to secure the country and to secure, to act humanely. And, you know, we're not going to build hotels and uh, resorts to put them in. We're going to, you know, try to house them. And they were, truth be told, our government was being overwhelmed. So we, we had to act. And the point I'm talking, the reason I brought up kids in cages and uh, separating families is because what we have here is just another form of kids in cages, and this time it's called impeachment. It's an assassination of this president without killing him. We're assassinating him with words, and on top of that, the Democrats are dragging this out, dragging this charade out, so that people just get sick of it, and they're just going to throw up their arms and say, if we just <laughs> or just throw up, up all either, of either go way. away. Right. Well, yeah, no argument. I don't have an argument against that. It is definitely drug out. I said last Monday morning, it's over. Let's, we know what the Senate's going to do. We know how this book ends. Let's, uh, you know, let's do the acquittal and so the nation can move on. But no one took I mean, my advice, as I recall. As, as far as I can see here, the only people 
acting unconstitutionally were, number one, the Democrats in the House of Representatives for drawing up an impeachment when there was no impeachable activity. So, to me, they're the ones who should have their character assassinated. Well, that's discretion, though. That's their discretion. And, you know, I understand what you're saying. I don't personally agree that it's impeachable either, but uh, that's their discretion. That's their ability. You know, they have that uh, sort of mandate in the Constitution to, if they see something that they think is impeachable, and obviously the Democrats uh, seem to be in lockstep agreement that this is impeachable, so they did their part. I I don't blame them for that, but it's up to the Senate to be sort of the bigger person in the room and expedite this uh, even faster. Without all this argument. They're victims of their own argument. They say our case is so compelling and overwhelming that he should be immediately removed from office. And then they say, but we need more witnesses. <laughs> I, mean, I don't understand Joe, you're, that. You're, you're absolutely right. And the reason right. why, that, that was by design. This is all by design because now when he is not convicted, they're going to be able to say that these senators, these Republican senators, refused to hear all the facts. They, could, they released him or, you know, didn't convict him when they did not have all the facts. So the whole thing is a charade to win the presidency because they can't beat him at the ballot box the way things stand right now and to get the Senate. So basically, the Democrats are putting this country through all of this rigmarole for one purpose, to win power. And that's the bottom line. And that's the way it should be coached. All right, we got you. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. make a good you. point. Yep, I don't disagree with you on that. Thank you. Hey, thank Mike. Thank, thank you, you so much, Mike. You call again. Appreciate that. I think he wanted a big argument. <laughs> no, we agreed with him on that one. <laughs> right. Yeah, I said last Monday, I think we, we've seen what we should. Let's move on. Thank, okay. Thanks for calling in. You disagree with Joe and I, I'm sure. Well, yeah, because I don't think our dark little problem here in the United States is going to get over with until November because uh, it was pretty amazing. I was curious, Joe, you are a mayor of a small town, and let's say that somebody in that, in your, oh, your town council or something, says, uh, Joe McGranahan has embezzled money. Absolutely bezeled money. We have a whole lot of proof that it's true. So, Joe didn't embezzle anything. He knows he didn't. Everybody is sure he didn't, except the person who is accusing. So, Joe, you think that the wise thing to say is, I'm guilty, and I'm not going to tell you why. I'm not going to show you the books. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to let anybody who knows that I'm innocent to talk. Is that exactly the way you think it should be? Well, first of all, if you knew something about borough mayors, you know that they have no access to borough funds whatsoever. There's no way I could get my... There's no way any mayor... There is no way... And let me answer. There is no way any mayor could get their of a borough could get their hands on the money Unless, unless there was some terribly something terribly wrong with someone else in the borough, right? Okay, so well, that's let's not going to happen. That there was. That's okay. not what we're talking about, Joe. Well, that's you what you. It. It's yeah, your analogy. It's your analogy. Yeah. I'm just telling you, it's not a good one. Give me a better analogy, and I'll answer it. Oh, no, you and I, and understand all the time. You go to these movies and live in fantasy land. You don't understand a, how to interpret a analogy that is. Uh, 
you understood what I was talking about, Joe. Don't pretend you didn't. And <laughs> He's uh, just defending himself. What kind of bothers me, on top of it, is that it didn't look like the Republicans were paying attention. They said, I will not be honest and uh, impartial. And then he said, I, I've taken oath that I'll be uh, impartial. He's one, one way or another, he's lying. Well, let me, ask, is, let uh, me ask you this Lindsey question. Graham, May I ask you what? a question? Uh, how about Bob Casey? He's obviously not impartial, and you don't have any problem with him. Of course I do. And by the way, if... If Obama puts the uh, put the case uh, the uh, cages up, and I think that's kind of nebulous, <clears throat> I had been against any of that. Anybody who takes a child away, anybody who thinks that it's strong to be a bully and attack oh I don't know people who are uh, having some disability. Uh, being a person who is very, very smart, 16 years old, and you make fun of them, if you think that's strength, I, I hope that we soon turn that around and realize that's not rich. Well, uh, that's not uh, You haven't been listening to bullying. the, you haven't been listening to the program if you think that Mark and I both haven't condemned the president for some of his actions. Personally, oh, yeah. I think he's a reprehensible human being in many regards. But I don't believe he's a bad president in terms of policy and issues that he's dealing with and the way he's handling them. Do I think this is an impeachable offense? No, I don't. I don't think Bill Clinton lying under oath was impeachable, given the nature of it. You know, it's possible you could lie under oath and be guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors, but Clinton wasn't. And I think in this case, the president, even if he did ask for a favor that was improper, he didn't tie anything to it on the phone call that's the subject of his impeachment. Okay, we understand that. Now, let me go back to my, my original question. If you're calling yourself innocent, do you make everybody around you shut up and not say anything? Or do you go forward and say, look, I have people who can be set, uh, can uh, talk before the public and say I was innocent, I can prove I can. Or, like uh, Trump has done, man, I'm having trouble talking this morning, as uh, Trump has done, saying, no, I'm not going to say anything. I'll just have to tell you that you're an honest man, and I am not going to do anything wrong, and I'll guarantee that I won't because I said I won't. But some of those people that you're using in your analogy obviously lied about the person to begin with, and that's what happened to the president. You're saying well, someone said I am, uh, the mayor embezzled money, but who said that? So they're obviously lying. They don't have any evidence because I didn't embezzle any money in, 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 your, in your analogy. You said I'm innocent in your analogy. So you're going to keep your mouth shut and not tell anybody at all how you're innocent. Well, who, you're who, do I, say, who, who do I trust, I, then, because someone obviously lied about me going in? And that's what happened to the president. People lied about what he did, what he said, and what his intentions were. Where do you come up with uh, lying? There were people who misinterpreted. It's, it's, uh, but it's not lying. It was coming up, as I do, by listening to what he says, not what the news people say, because you guys are all too uh, 
why well, you're, you're, you're why you're kind of mixing it up. I'm responding to your analogy where someone has accused me, the mayor, of stealing embezzling money. I'm saying that somebody lied about that because I didn't do it. So why should well, I trust all, anybody to tell the truth? Well, even though there are lots of people that know they lie about it, you're not going to let them talk. I'm not stopping them. They've already talked. That's how I got oh, into this trouble you're nope. talking about. No, we're talking, in this case, executive order for everybody who knows whether or not he was innocent. Well, you're mixing and the metaphors. You're talking about me and your hypothetical, and then you're jumping back to the president. I'm having a little trouble hanging the on. the difference between the two. I'm starting to think that maybe you can't. All right. I cheerfully admit I can't. We're going to pull you dogs (laughs) apart. All right. Thank you so much, Stan. I I just think that we have to stop listening to, and I won't say it's uh, Republican problems. It's someplace in the world we're picking up stuff, and you on the right somehow believe the Republican over our government. All right. We got you. Thank you so much, Stan. Yep. Sorry, I was having so much talking. It must have been too much coffee. <laughs> All right, we appreciate that. We're glad to hear from you, uh, co- cogent or otherwise. So I appreciate that. All right, we will take a quickie break. When we come back, we got four open lines and three available texts to read. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. And a partridge in a pear tree. And we do also have a partridge in the pear tree. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, Steve Jones Show also going to have at least two guests lined up talking about the passing and these dedication and tributes to Kobe Bryant. So uh, that'll be this afternoon on uh, WKOK. Greg, thank you so much for calling in. You are on the mark. Yeah, good morning, guys. I was just calling in to reiterate, like last week, about the fact that Stan and a few others keep uh, expounding on about the president having to prove anything. Once again, the assertion is out there under our justice system that he is 100% innocent until the prosecution proves him guilty. They had their opportunity in the House to take and call all the witnesses they wanted, and they repressed the Republicans' right to do so by kept keeping denying it. So why should there be any expectation in the Senate from the Democrats that they're going to get their way. They had a one-sided way in the House. End of story. Trump doesn't have to keep quiet. He doesn't have to cooperate. He doesn't have to do anything because he's innocent until the prosecution can 100% prove that he's guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. What is so... Well, I'm sorry, before you speak, Mark. What is so hard to get these simple-minded people to accept the fact that until... It is proven that he is guilty, that he is not already 100% innocent. Well, the only caveat to what I'll add to this is that you accurately describe the criminal justice system, which involves, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But the, this is not that. This oh, is you're wrong. That, He's been accused of high crimes and misdemeanors. That is the only thing that is an right. impeachable offense. And it's a trial. So, it's called a trial. Right, exactly. I understand that, but it's so not a criminal justice trial. he doesn't have to do anything, guys. He's, He's not, innocent. He is not charged with high they, crimes or misdemeanors. 
misdemeanors and it's not a criminal trial. Yes, he is. Well, he's charged with high crimes and misdemeanors. No, he's charged with obstruction of Congress and in a trial. But uh, show thing. me in the Constitution where it says obstruction of Congress or abuse of power is an impeachable offense. It but, says high crimes, misdemeanors, bribery. Right, they added bribery to it. Right. All I'm pointing out is that the president is not charged criminally, and this isn't a criminal court. That's all. So the presumptions uh, aren't the same. Apparently. Oh, you're wrong. Okay. You're wrong. Well, I've been he wrong. I was wrong once before. This is twice now. All right. Yeah, what else, Greg? Keep going. Thank you. Well, Greg's making a good point. It. Okay. The concept is, in this country, you are innocent until proven guilty, and even if it was a civil trial, the the plaintiff or prosecution still has to prove that you're guilty. Not the Otherwise, you're not going to get any civil award. And what civil, if this isn't a criminal trial, how do you define it as a civil trial? Because the outcome is... It's a political trial. It's neither. It's a political trial. But it's still either a civil or a criminal trial. Those are the only two justice systems we have in this United States. So if it's not criminal, (laughs) then he's got to be proven guilty by civil, and he has to have a civil penalty imposed upon him, which... Still, same thing. You got to prove he's guilty, and he's not required to cooperate under either measure in this case. Gotcha. Okay. So, you know that's the solid premise. So that's it, guys. That's all I wanted to reiterate again for the simple-minded people that can't accept that he's guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> well, I don't want to insult thank those you. people, but okay. thank you for calling. <laughs> thank you, Greg. Thank you. You're too so smart. I'm sorry. I'm so simple-minded. Dan, you're next. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, I was one of the hosts on your program called Trump the Reprehensible President. This terrible president was the first president ever to speak at a pro-life march. The first one. And one of the largest pro-life marches they ever had. And partly because I think the president was going to speak. Well, he's just trolling for votes is all he's doing. He's just pandering. Up the base. Right, pandering that, to the pro-lifers. That's what you guys love to say, but he's he turned pro-life and conversion to pro-life as many people have. Even in Roe versus Wade, Roe turned pro-life. She was used by the ACLU to promote that later she was very sorry and Trump being at the pro-life rally he he did garner votes I promise you that in a lot of Catholics I watched it on the Christian Catholic channel I don't know if anybody else carried the entire march but there in that parade people were carrying Trump banners Trump flags and he puts it right out there he's the only pro-life candidate so far to run for president what choice does a good Catholic have Mm. except vote Trump good point yeah what other choice is there and He's the most pro-life president we've ever had. 
Gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah, and I, I think he's just pandering for votes, and that's why he went there. But he certainly is pro-life. He's t- he talks about that. He's had a significant, he's said several conversions. Had an epiphany. Yeah, right, and is now uh, strictly pro-life. And I'm and, glad he went. I mean, I think it's about time a president acknowledged that side of the debate. And you know, it's if with the older we get, we should be gaining more wisdom with life. <laughs> you mean as a nation or young, as people? We can be fairly loose-minded, liberal, or progressive. But as we grow older, we should solidate our views into something concrete. And I think that's what Trump has done. He totes Christianity he has more Christians hanging around the White House than any other president we ever had. Even Reagan identified with Christianity also, and he had the he had the moral majority at that time with Liberty University behind him, as as so does Trump, and so they both solidified Christianity behind him and understand the true God of heaven. So I think Trump should win by a landslide. I don't see how he can lose in the next election because he's the only pro-life candidate so far, and I don't know if any more will come out in the, I guess it's too late now, but if any more would come out pro-life, they might stand a chance against Trump. I don't know. Where, does, so, where do you eat lunch in New Berlin at a fine local restaurant in New Berlin? And you what, know, what beverage are you only, consuming? The, <laughs> the only place left is out at DeVoe Tech. They have that Bristol out there. They serve at noon. But, you know, other than that, the... The restaurant in town's been closed for two years, and that no one opened it up. I don't know why Joe don't spend some of his rusty money and open up a restaurant here in New Berlin. All right, good idea. I was just going to say, I'll bet yep. you, I'll bet you lunch that the, the the president loses the election coming up. Even though I actually don't think that'll happen, I'll but I'll take that you, side of the I'll bet. I'll bet you donate okay. and a cup of coffee. All right. Dunk- that he wins. Okay. Well, I'll take any that. donut of your choice. I'll take that action. According to one of our callers, <laughs> your beverage of choice appears to be Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> well, <Okay. laughs> Thank you so much, Dan. Yeah, Thanks for checking in. Guys, good talking take with care. you, Joe. Open up that restaurant in New Berlin. I will. All if right, you'll keep drinking it. the Kool-Aid, one of our callers <laughs> says, okay, Dan, keep drinking the Kool-Aid. All right. 1-800-795-9565. open lines. We have an explanation on the nature of the criminal trial underway in the state senate we'll read that explanation shortly plus we got some texts we'll be right back if you want to have a fun day you have to drive a hyundai from sunbury motors hyundai and wow did you want to have a fun day in 2019 sunbury motors increased their year-over-year new hyundai sales by a whopping 70 percent customers near and far are noticing the savings at sunbury motors hyundai 2020 hyundai tucson's have a discount of over four thousand dollars new tucson start at 22863 with 25 in stock sunbury motors has 12 2020 hyundai konas in 
in stock starting at $22,585. Save up to $28,35 on your next new Kona. 70% increase in sales is huge. And so are the savings at Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Choose from 20 Hyundai Santa Fe's with savings up to $45,71. All new Hyundais come with America's best warranty. 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hurry to Sunbury Motors Hyundai to see how they increase sales by 70%. Fourth Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Middle panel, please, Joe. Uh, well, one of our listeners says politicians who come, our producer says politicians who come under fire for abusing their office do not get a legal presumption of innocence. People only get the presumption of innocence if they are indicted and facing trial for crimes. The presumption of innocence is for criminal defendants, not presidents. There are more than one school of thought, more than one school of thought on that issue because the president is charged with high crimes and misdemeanors. So it is a criminal trial Mm-mm. in that regard. No. If it wasn't a criminal trial, he wouldn't be a, he wouldn't be there. No, sorry. And the penalty nice, the difference nice is try. the penalty is in jail, it's removal from office. So all of the elements are there. All right, Bob, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Oh, good morning there, guys. Uh, I guess my only comment was this is going to be a surprise, but I agree with Sam once. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I do. He made a statement. I'm sure it went over your head, Mark, but uh, he he insinuated basically that that you progressive has lost your faith in all these scientists that were you know proponents of global warming, and now you're hanging your hat on the intellect of a 16 year old girl. Oh, we're on climate change here. I got you. Okay, so we're not talking about. Well, he put it in there. I, there's a lot of other things I disagree with you. But. But I agree with him there. That, so you th- what, that, you that statement you just said is true. Lowered yourself. You think that Pardon? statement is true. You believe what you just said. You actually believe what you just said, that people who are concerned about climate change are now basing their beliefs on uh, Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. Yeah, right. You, 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 you think well, that's true? You think that's true? obvious. Oh, is it? Okay. All right. Well, then <laughs> we... You're... You've made such a broad assumption that's uh, incorrect. There's r- really no place to to restart. Oh, it's incorrect, is it? So, so why are <laughs> we? Why did we give her the the prize, and and why did we do all these other things? What prize if did we? She's not. If she's not credible. What prize did we give her? Some Nobel Prize or something like that. A oh, Nobel, a Nobel. Uh, she didn't win the Nobel the Prize. Year. Uh, oh, from Time one. Magazine. I, I had nothing to do with that. If it had been up to me, I would have given it to Joe, but uh, it wasn't up to me. So uh, I, I got you. I understand. Yeah, Joe, You're a climate Joe, skeptic, Joe and that is fine. Is a good person that he um, can put up with you every day. Uh, you, you, you interrupted him. Would you say that again, please, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, please repeat. He said, "I'm a good person to put up with you every day." <laughs> Jeez, why am I even here? Every emailer, every caller has basically said that I shouldn't even be sitting. No, except in this the guy chair. who says to get rid of me because I'm a septuagenarian. I should be a a liberal woman. I'd be the ideal co-host. I'll bring well, my lovely bride in here, although I don't think she qualifies as liberal. Where, all right, where Bob. Else could, where else would we get all these facetious remarks? Do you put forth on? On Trump, if, if you weren't there, I guess that's 
No, well, that's true. That is <laughs> that is my job. I, I'm there for that, if nothing else. All right, thank you so much, Thanks, Bob. Bob, call good, again. Good climate skeptic. We we can't get enough of them. Go and ahead. Than asks, are you both hosts of the show in favor of a theocracy, as our government in the United States? I don't think that it's a theocracy to say that you want to ban an immoral act. We ban many immoral acts in this country. Does saying that, uh, let's say, rape is a crime? You know, what, is that? I don't get it. What, what's well, he's it? accusing us because we support uh, oppose abortion that we're creating well, personally, a religious but argument. on this show, I argue that women should have the right to abortion. That's their right in the U.S. Or that's under the a, current law. It right, is right. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's my only argument. The issue is whether or not the law should be changed or modified or restricted in some way. I'm sure we're missing something here. You know, well, I we think we waited be. too long to read the email. That's what happened. And then uh, someone defending Than Joe. Than was only making a point. If one and only one person working for you or the president accused you of a crime and you had multiple persons that would defend you, why would you not want them to speak on your behalf and exonerate you? There you go. Well, I guess you would. Okay. Now we got some boy, texts. Boy, that we ran out of time, and we've still got plenty of stuff to go here. Fortunately, President Trump has a whole other year in office, so the show will resume tomorrow, probably with this topic. And the Republican uh, representatives, attorneys for the president, will continue to eat the Democrats' lunch this afternoon. <laughs> it's easy to do under these circumstances. All right. To be continued. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We do resume tomorrow. Lots of Kobe Bryant's tributes and dedications on the Dan Patrick Show right now. This is WKOK Sunbury.